Theirs not to make reply. Theirs not to reason why. Theirs but to do and die. Oh, that is our own Alex, our producer, leading us off with a portion of the classic poem, The Charge of the Light Brigade by Alfred Lord Tennyson. And that's our subject today of our classical podcast, discussing one of the classic poems of the 19th century, and one that you should definitely listen to and learn about. You know, I was raised by my mother and her parents. Uh, my grandparents on my mother's side might, has, might have well been like actual parents to me. And my grandparents grew up in the Great Depression and World War II. Uh, they were what Tom Brokaw called the greatest generation. And as a young child, whenever I would question why something was the way it was. So I would say, oh, I don't understand that. Why? Why? What does a small child say? Why? 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 When my grandmother, in her wisdom, um, hit the end of her rope, she would say, there is not to make reply. There is not to reason why. There is but to do and die. And I was way too young to understand it fully. Um, I knew it. I knew enough that if she said it to me, that meant the discussion's over. I need to obey and just do whatever she just asked me to do. And in some cases, she used it most effectively for those difficult questions, those questions, those life questions. Why do bad things happen to, to good people? Why can't we do this? You know, why does my family not have what other families have? Those questions that are natural when you're young. And she would just look at me and say, there's not to make reply. There's not to reason why. There's but to do and die. In other words, keep your mouth shut. Do what you have to do. And whatever happens, if we die, we die. Um, maybe she, my grandmother's probably really responsible for any tough streak I have. Um, she also, um, you know, she was interesting. Uh, she was born in, uh, America, but her mother was born in Denmark and her father in Germany and her first name was Phyllis and she married my grandfather whose last name was Gillis. So yes, she spent most of her life with the name Phyllis Gillis. If you have that name, you got to be tough. You got to be strong. And so she loved poetry. Probably why I have a love for poetry. It, probably comes from that well of wisdom of my grandmother. And um, she was the one who first introduced me to uh, the Charge of the Light Brigade. And the poem, The Charge of the Light Brigade, was written in 1854. And the story was set on the Crimean Peninsula the, in the Crimean War. That was the same year. The British were fighting the Russians. And there was a, lots of politics and old views on balance of power that led to the conflict. And that's really not what I'm trying to address here today, and nor is it the most important issue in this poem. The poem was written only a few weeks after the battle. So the details, even in the poem, are probably a little inaccurate or exaggerated. However, the spirit of the poem is the most important thing and what we should cling to. Duh, but just for a little more context, I will say Tennyson wrote of a particular charge at the Battle of Balaclava, and there was likely some poor communication uh, between the officers and the lower officers, and it led to this British cavalry, uh, men on horseback. They didn't have armor their horses didn't have armor and this is the 1850s there was guns and cannon and yet these men got on horseback armed with sabers and lancets that means swords and spears and no armor okay can you imagine horses horsemen no spear uh, only spears and swords and they're running up against actual cannons so here this these these possibly bad orders um told these uh, 667 men to charge over an open field in the valley, uh, several, several hundred football fields, directly into a Russian position of around 25,000 soldiers. Um, now, some evidence suggests the foolhardy charge was initially successful in getting the Russian guns to slow down. 
but eventually the Russian reinforcements overwhelmed the British. And rather than spoil it more, let me read this epic Tennyson poem, and then we will explore a few more thoughts as we close. So this is The Charge of the Light Brigade by Alfred Lord Tennyson. Half a league, half a league, half a league onward, all in the valley of death rode the 600. Forward the light brigade, charge for the guns, he said. Into the valley of death rode the 600. Forward the light brigade, was there a man dismayed? Not though the soldier knew, someone had blundered. Theirs not to make reply, theirs not to reason why, theirs but to do and die. Into the valley of death rode the 600. Cannon to the right of them, cannon to the left of them, cannon in front of them, volleyed and thundered, stormed at with shot and shell, boldly they rode and well into the jaws of death, into the mouth of hell rode the six hundred. Flashed all their sabers bare, flashed as they turned in air, sabering the gunners there, charging an army while all the world wondered, plunged in the battery smoke, right through the line they broke. Cossack and Russian reeled from the saber stroke, shattered and sundered. Then they rode back, but not, not the 600. Cannon to the right of them, cannon to the left of them, cannon behind them, volleyed and thundered, stormed out with shot and shell while horse and hero fell. They that had fought so well came through the jaws of death, back from the mouth of hell, all that was left of them, left of the 600. When can their glory fade? Oh, the wild charge they made. All the world wondered, honor the charge they made. Honor the light brigade. Noble 600. Well, clearly from the poem, uh, the charge did not go well. Um, there is no Hollywood ending where the underdog miraculously defeats a greater enemy. Um, there have been movies made about this. Um, I can't necessarily recommend any of them for quality, but um, this is pretty uh, significant in history, largely because of the famous Tennyson poem. No, instead, the Russians turn away the British cavalry and inflict major damage. History tells us that out of about 670 British horsemen, there were about 280 casualties killed and wounded. Now, as a classical podcast, I'm less interested today in the strengths and failures of the British leadership at the time, and I'm certainly not interested in British imperialism and, and wars uh, with Russia in that time period. But like many, like many listeners, I am intrigued by the bravery of the 670 men who made the charge. They did what they were told, even in the cannon's mouth. They did what they needed to do, even if they questioned the orders themselves. Now, I suppose we could address the folly of following foolish orders. I mean, we want our classically educated students to think for themselves. However, in a military setting, we know that's very rare, except at the highest levels. Regardless... As Christians, as classical educators, we must sometimes allow for the possibility of no-win scenarios. Something out of Catch-22 or the Kobayashi Maru test for those Star Trek fans, fans that are listening. And when we are presented with such a situation, how will we respond, right? This generation tends to be um, a, a generation that claims to constantly be triggered or offended by everything. Um, clearly, the 670 here um, didn't have time to be offended, they were going to respond to the job. How will we respond? Will we cower in fear? Will we wait for an outside solution that may never arrive? Or do we act as the noble 600 and ride valiantly into the valley of death? Certainly, it is not a desired outcome and one we would ever hope we face. But if we end up in a no-win situation, we may want to consider what my grandmother kept quoting from Tennyson. There is not to make reply. There is not to reason why. There is but to do and die.
my friends, I'm not rooting for the do and die part uh, at all. But uh, Tennyson, like Shakespeare, talks about bravery. And, you know, you think about Shakespeare and Julius Caesar. He famously said, uh, cowards die many times before their death. The valiant only taste of death but once. If we're Christians, we know our salvation is set if our hearts are in Christ. Um, may we live our lives not as cowards, um, even when the orders are bad, even when we're in a no-win situation, but as the Noble 600, adventurously taking on each struggle, win or lose, with faith, with bravery, and not armed with sabers and, and spears, but with the security that comes in knowing Christ Jesus. Thank you for listening to the special bonus episode. And until next time, seek what is good, true, and beautiful. Thank you for joining us. The opinions expressed on this program are that of the hosts and the guests. The podcast is produced by Alex Halpert. Sheridan Hills Christian School is a ministry of Sheridan Hills Baptist Church.